This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Digimon Chronicles. My current project and focus in Digimon is reading the web novel of Digimon Seekers and basically making a Digimon Seekers audiobook. I'm using Kekun's translations here, and I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into the story. So, this is A.G. Wolf of the Night... Avenue, Chapter 1, Part 18. <clears throat> Sorry, that was a commentary. <laughs> Are Digimon living creatures or computer programs? There was no legal definition for them, at least in human society. Legislation regarding Digimon was undeveloped due to the digital world being undefined. Was it legal to capture Digimon in the digital world? Was it possible for someone to be punished for possession of a Digimon? If it was, in fact, punishable, would the punishment be based on existing laws, such as the Act on the Prohibition of Unauthorized Computer Access, the Subversive Activities Prevention Act, or on laws related to animal and environmental protection? Responses would also differ between countries. But crimes that used Digimon were definitely happening, at least in Japan anyway. A realistic response to them was to classify Digimon crimes perpetrated by codecrackers as subversive acts and to set up a special unit within the police to stop them. That became the Metropolitan Police's Community Safety Department's Cybercrime Division's Digimon Crime Response Police Team Investigation Section 11, otherwise known as the Digimon Crime Response Police Team, or even shorter, the Digipolice. They were a secret organization created to respond to Digimon crimes, a cybercrime police unit that monitored and investigated all codecrackers. Lugamon, Section 11's squad leader, Shu Yulin, murmured as she scrolled through the report on her desk monitor. She wore a very short bob hairstyle that was cropped on the sides and back, and minimal makeup. Her sharp looks and flawless work record earned her the nickname as the Demon Squad Leader. While her name and roots were of Chinese origin, she was a Japanese citizen. Yes, Squad Leader, this is the Digimon that was owned by the SOC Cracker that we encountered today at the Digital World's Outer Wall Slum in 9th Avenue, Deputy Squad Leader Satsuki Tamahime reported reported smartly to her boss. Section 11 was really the size of a normal police department, but it took on the appearance of a smaller organization in order to conceal its existence both from the public eye and its internal department. He drove away the Commandermon squadron, eh? His reactionary speed and power are unparalleled for a child level. We've got a dangerous codecracker on our hands. Yulin analyzed the data from the report. Those five-head bastards even evolved in Telugamon and sent my Numamon to the infirmary. The next time I see them, I'm putting them in handcuffs. A level A codecracker with the ability to mind link. I didn't see his name on the list of SOC executives that we'd obtained. Eiji Nagasumi. I'm amazed that you managed to get his real name so quickly, Satsuki. Well, he said it. He gave it to me himself. Huh? Yulin slumped back on her desk a bit. 
Like I said, this AG kid gave me his full name. You'd think it would be his alias or a codecracker name that he goes by, right? But it appears to be his real name. I can't tell if he's really smart or really stupid, Yulin murmured. Although, to be fair, Yulin's second-in-command deputy squad leader Satsuki had also made public both her full name and her undisclosed affiliation to Section 11 to a codecracker. My guess is that he's a very skillful moron, Satsuki said. That was my first impression of him, anyway. Satsuki was infuriated. That so-called skillful moron had sent her new maman to the infirmary. The police force was a tight-knit organization. Whenever a single police officer's life is in danger, the entire organization does everything in its power to catch the culprit. This was a means to settle the matter. Wrap things up and tie them with a bow. If they didn't end things completely, the entire police force would lose face, leading to further harm in the future. Pests who struck out against the police had to be stomped out of existence. Morons are one thing, but you crossed the K-line once again, Satsuki. How many times has that been this year now? Sorry, Satsuki looked dejected. I know you don't need to hear this again, but mind-linking has a time limit for a reason. If you cross the K-line, the warning threshold, and then into the L-line, the connection limit, your mental data will end up glued to the digicore, and only your consciousness will be left behind in the digital world. That'll have a huge impact on our department's audit. It could kill you. I, for one, Sotsky, do not want to lose my men, not a single one of them. Please accept my apologies. I'll be more careful. I don't wish to be DMIA either. DMIA, Digital Missing in Action. This term referred to people who went or fell This term referred to people who went missing or fell unconscious during their activities in the digital world. The warning threshold determined by the Digi Police was like a yellow card or the K point in ski jumping. If a mine linker continued beyond the warning threshold of the K line, their consciousness would eventually reach its limit. The L line was the limit line. This was the red card the L point. At worst, reaching this point would force one to exit life, and if they had a head-on collision with a concrete wall. As if they had a head-on collision with a concrete wall. DMIA was a digi-police term for someone who'd exceeded the mind link's time limit and whose consciousness could no longer return to the real world. Yulind opened... Sorry. Yulin opened A.G. Nagasumi's file, it contained everything from his family registry, a brief synopsis of his background to the latest video footage of him captured by surveillance cameras on street corners. Isn't that DDL? Satsuki spoke up. The surveillance video was taken in front of a facility adjacent to Tokyo Deno University. He isn't a Deno student, I thought, Yulin asked. It was, after all, Japan's top-ranking university for science. A majority of its students could be potential hackers or code crackers. Yeah, he isn't. He's currently a freelancer. Zoom here, Yulin instructed. The video paused and the camera zoomed in on Eiji's left arm when he emerged from the DDL building. Analysis. The image, grainy from the zoom, was reconstructed into a clearer visual through AI processing. 
a Digimon Linker. That would be the latest Digimon dock model made by Avidin Electronics. Yulin's Digimon spoke in the dramatic tones of an old-fashioned samurai. Ryudamon, child-level, beast-type, vaccine species. His hollow-eyed figure at Yulin's side looked like an ancient armored dragon. He wore a Japanese-style helmet and was the size of a large dog, which was about the common size of a Digimon for a child level. Since he spoke, that meant that this Ryudramon was also already mindling for the human. Lugumon and the latest Digimon linker, Yulin pondered. They look awfully similar, don't they, squad leader? Hmm? The forehead of your Ryudramon and the forehead of this dog, I mean, Lugumon. The exact same kind of interface was also on Ryudamon's helmet. From a tower apartment overlooking the Denrin district at night. His one-bedroom apartment was on the middle floor. His mentor-slash-boss owned the room which he rented while attending the university here in a study abroad program. He exited the shower room, dried his hair roughly with a towel, and put on a bathrobe. He'd kept on his wrist, his smartwatch, the Digimon linker. When he walked into the living room, there was a Digimon there. The Digimon was hollowized. There was no light on in the room, but the Digimon himself glowed with tiny lightning bolts flashing over him, which lent a faint light to the room itself. Yes, yeah, so he is up to something, the Digimon cried. Pulsemon. The lightning bolt Digimon that had a run-in with the Digipolis' Section 11 deputy squad leader at Walslam's last cost. Uh, <laughs> the Lightning Bolt Digimon that had a run-in with the Digipolis' Section 11 deputy squad leader at Walslam's last coast the other day. A code cracker? Is this a sign that the SOC is about to start their larger-scale operation? He took a bottle of mineral water out of the refrigerator. Most of his meals were either taken at restaurants or delivered so there was no food or even snacks inside. Yeah, looks like the SOC's trying to increase their numbers, Leon. Elaborate, Pulsmon. Pulsmon spun in the air and displayed data on a large monitor propped on the wall. Leon used the hollowized Digimon as a smart speaker, an AI assistant. Needless to say, Pulsmon and he, Leon Alexander, were mind-linked. There was an altercation between a codecracker and the Digipolice in Walslum. It's not the usual police scoring points by catching petty thieves red-handed. You'd think so, right? But this took place in the Ninth Avenue, otherwise known as the Castle of Nine Wolves. Hmm? That's not the kind of place a normal codecracker would visit for a bit of fun. Leon plopped down on the couch. It seems that this skilled codecracker and his Digimon partner drove back the Digipolice. They're unquestionably mind-linked. So, this codecracker... What does he have to do with the SOC? Leon sipped from his water bottle. He liked Japan's softened water. When he'd lived in Japan as a kid, he grew up drinking gallons and gallons of this water at school and at the park. Funny you should ask. The SOC channel is currently ablaze with rumors about him. And that is the end of the chapter. So I apologize for my few stumbles there. And uh, I... I think this was a good chapter. I liked learning about this stuff with the, you know, potential death or near you know, this K limit L limit thing with the 
you know, with being mind linked and that it's the length of time that you are mind linked that affects that. That's really neat, really interesting information. And I don't know how many more times I'm going to say this. I guess if it, if there's one more week, I don't know how to put this. <laughs> I don't know. I like where this is going. I like the opening uh, philosophy or philosophizing, I guess, about, um, you know, are Digimon alive or not? If so, whose sovereignty are they under? What laws apply to them? And all that kind of stuff. That was all super interesting. And I think those are all very smart, very good questions to be asked. I think it's interesting that it was coming from, uh, is it Yulin? From Yulin's perspective. And um, if it's not actually her thoughts, it's it's thoughts that pertain to a character like her being part of the Digi Police and such. And I thought that was really good and interesting. And it makes sense to ask those questions. And of course, the conclusion that's brought up is kind of, it's kind of a bait and switch deal where, well, we asked all those questions. We're not really going to answer them, but we are going to say because crimes are being committed by people using Digimon, therefore there must be a Digimon police force basically to, or there must be a force of the police to police Digimon crimes, which yes, I agree. But at the same time, uh, <laughs> isn't a Digimon crime just a crime? Uh, kind of like, uh, the argument against the distinction of hate crimes in the United States. Why is it a special crime and needing special, I don't know, section of law or whatever, if it's done out of hate for somebody uh, because of a, you know, what do they call that? Like a biological or, or biographical, uh, like an ethnic difference. Like, why does that make the crime so much worse? You know, I threw a rock at this guy because... Um, I didn't like the way his face looked. I threw a guy, uh, a rock at this guy because I'm racist. I threw a rock at this guy because, um, I don't know, he offended me or said something about my mother. Uh, like all of those things are motivated by hate and, uh, greed and selfishness and immaturity. And I don't see why you would prosecute each of those things differently from each other and why, there would be any less penalty for one over the other or any more penalty for one over the other. So um, it just seems kind of odd. And obviously, if a Digimon is being used to commit a crime, the person perpetrating the crime should be uh, prosecuted because it's a crime. And whether they're using a Digimon or, um, you know, a gun or a taser or a samurai sword, like, what's the difference? It's a crime being committed. The scope of it, the you know, efficacy, like all that stuff is dependent, but like, isn't the crime, isn't the tool or the instrument used to commit a crime less important than the actual criminal intent and the actual harm done by the crime? That makes sense to me. And this idea of, oh, it's this kind of crime. Therefore, you know, we need this special police force against it is a little silly. But then again, on the Digimon side, it does make sense specifically that the digi police need the special equipment of their own digimon and using the mind link capability in order to combat crimes with digimon so in that regard it makes sense that that's okay and i like that um but it's just there's a, like a conflation going on um of you know a crime versus a digimon crime and i don't like that because that's that's oversimplifying things and that's um kind of you can get fast and loose and then you can say well just having a Digimon is a crime or ha being a mind link or having a mind link with a Dig Digimon is a crime. Why? Why should, just because I'm really good at connecting with this Digimon and I'm able to do a mind link, why does that mean I should be prosecutable 
or able to get in trouble with the law. That doesn't make any sense. So there's like a slip. There's definitely a slippery slope there. Uh, I don't think the book will really address that. I don't think the story is going to address that. Um, but I do think it's interesting. And, uh, but I do think, I suspect that the mind linking capability is going to deepen and they're going to get past the L limit or whatever. And they're going to, you know, find all these different thresholds and like probably unlocking the greatest, highest powers and levels of, you know, digivolution or whatever is going to be done through, you know, a superior form of mind linking. You know, it, we're no longer mind linked, AG, we're soul linked. Um, or something like that. And I think that's cool. I think it's a fun idea. And I like that there's just this different approach being taken to it. And I think it's a good thing. Um, also, speaking of a different approach and you know things being slightly different, uh, the fact that it seems like the book is saying that only Digimon who have mind-linked can talk, uh, that's really interesting to me. And that kind of makes sense. They have that ability to speak because of the mind link with the human so they gain that fluency in human communication style which is you know language and verbal um and uh i wonder if that's the case then does that mean there's something that happens with the person who mind links with the digimon that they're able to do something uh as far as interface is concerned with digimon that they weren't able to do before and does that only work if I can't remember. I think mind linking and hololization are separate matters from each other, but it seems like based on what was said about Leon, what was based, uh, what was said about Yulin and, uh, Sotsky now and, uh, AG, it seems like these people are special. They're in the Digimon are special because they are using the mind link capability. And that's kind of what separates them from all other Digimon users. And I think that's pretty interesting. So, I mean, I like this chapter. It was good. I want more like this and less like some of the other ones. And I want to keep us shifting perspective and going from party to party to see and build up like this more interesting, deeper story. Um, Cause I think we can do that. And I think staying with AG and just like dragging out his experiences and having him do all these different things doesn't make sense. I, I, I want it to be this active thing to do, you know, something that the show wouldn't necessarily do where they're showing you all different sides of, of things. Uh, as the characters are all, you know, linked together. We've got, you know, Leon's monitoring. We can see now he's, he messes with the Digi police. He kind of monitors SOC. Um, he knew AG when he was a kid. He's going to run into him now. Satsuki's already linked with AG. Yulin's linked with AG. Satsuki and Yulin are linked to each other. They want to stop him because they're Digi police. He's, you know, criminal, Digi criminal adjacent or whatever because of working with soc but then leon has something going with soc it seems like he sees that they have an affairs plot going on uh ag's you know observing them leon might be antagonistic to them but then again he's also antagonistic to the police so it's like a very interesting like cool um like multi-threaded uh story going on here and there's like lots of different angles that you can come from and i think that's really neat and i'd, I'd like to see them continue to play on those things and not just give us focus with AG and Lugamon, even though I like their dynamic fine. Um, I want to see a rotation keep going through, although I cannot believe Satsuki uses a new Mumon and that she's like super into that. It's so weird. Um, but this like Rio, Rio Damon, that's supposed to be Damon, Rio Damon. I think it was supposed to be like Daimyo or something, but anyway, we'll see this Samurai dragon dude seems pretty cool. Um, that's a, like a really fun character idea. And I'd like to see where he goes as a Digimon. So, and it's interesting that he and uh, Lugamon both have the, uh, the head interface thing. And, oh, somebody else from SOC has that 
purple dinosaur kind of Digimon I don't know the name of um, that has that diamond thing on its head too. Uh, so that's interesting. So like what's the link between those and everything else? I don't think Bolt or I don't know, the electric guy, whatever his name is, Pulse. I don't think Pulse One has that. So anyway. Yeah, now you've got the police, SOC, Leon, AG. That's at least four groups there that could all be doing very interesting things and having interesting interactions with each other. So uh, anyway, that's all I have to say about this. Um, I do want to add something else, which is that I discovered, I might've mentioned it this time. I won't mention it again for a while. I discovered that Kekun also did a translation of the three volumes of the Digimon Adventure books, the light novels that were done by the, I think the, the producer, director, writer, I'm not sure, of the actual Digimon Adventure show, which is super interesting. And um, I was listening to that earlier, but I, I, I don't think May from Lost in Translation Mon finished the series. I don't think she finished all the books. She has 16 videos up, and some of them cover like two chapters, and most, well, some cover one, some cover two. I don't know if any cover three or more. Um, so that's interesting. If she, I'm going to listen to all those. If she doesn't finish them, then I might jump into that or I don't know. We'll see. Cause I definitely want to do something more with Digimon Chronicles than just, uh, cover Digimon Seekers, even though I think it'll take about a year. I might just wait. Cause I have a lot of other projects going on right now. I might just wait till this year's over, um, of Digimon Seekers and move on to doing something else with Digimon. But you know, I like it a lot, so I'd like to do more with it, but we shall see. Uh, thank you for your time and attention. I hope that you are well. And with that, I'm going to say this is MJ and I'm signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around you're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.